0: Feel like you forgot some people? Look in the mirror, don't you see evil?
1: Left us for dead, never look back All that having a father, you took that Well, fuck you, cause I never understood that And if we ever cross paths, I'ma
0: react Fuck my dad, fuck my dad, beat dad Punk bitch, couldn't hang it, I'm glad. If your dad's like Richard Bruce and you got something to say Scream,
2: thanks for nothing, fuck, fuck my
3: dad.
0: Welcome to Oops! I Talk Politics, the left-wing political podcast where we talk about politics. I'm Ryan. I'm Sly. I'm Phil. And I'm Daryl. Happy New Year!
2: Happy, Happy New year. year, everybody! Ooh, thank God we're done with
1: 2017.
0: Yeah, 2018's gonna be better than ever. <laughs> of course. Well,
3: maybe, maybe we'll get the 2018 uh, tied away, maybe Trump will get impeached, maybe all our dreams will come true this year.
0: <laughs> yeah,
3: we gotta <laughs> be, be
2: optimistic, guys. That'd be dope. Yeah. And then Pence will be like, I'm a secret Democrat all along. <laughs>
3: <laughs> he really played the long con yeah. on that one. <laughs> Since he was like a teenager. You know when people were saying Hillary uh, was was paying Trump to run? That, that was a long game. She's like, I knew Trump's going to beat me. I'm going to have Trump get impeached and I'm going to have Pence be my fucking VP. Yeah. Uh-huh. She's going to have
2: Trump destroy the Republican Party and then he gets impeached.
3: Yeah. And Pence is actually gonna be like, "I resign," and Hillary's, and your new president. (laughs)
2: Yeah, she comes out (laughs) behind the
0: shadows. Pence comes out and he
3: goes, "Here's how Bernie can still win." (laughs) (laughs) Uh. So (laughs) damn. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) let's stop emphasizing. Let's talk about the real world or our real world.
0: Yeah. So I don't know about you guys, but over the holiday break, I got into some political arguments with my
3: family. Great times, right?
1: uh you probably have a very unique experience no one else in the country has
2: experienced <laughs> that over the holidays i don't i don't see a lot of extended family so i did not get into arguments i have no family i have no friends so i
3: don't have <laughs> Batman
0: that's why sly always argues with us we are his uh, his in-laws that he yells at yeah <laughs> so we wanted to i know this is like i've read a bunch of articles and all these like think pieces about like how to interact with your family and they're all really boring so we're going to also do that
3: <laughs> well we're going to be talking about right. like how we dealt with our family and their bullshit over the years more. And
1: also we use the F word.
3: So we're more (laughs) interesting by default. Yeah. Wall Street editorial,
0: Wall Street Journal editorial board doesn't use the F word. Yeah. Wall (laughs)
3: Street editorial journal, eat your heart out.
1: Yeah. Fuck you. How about that?
0: (laughs) Yeah. So we want to talk a little bit about like what, where we came from and like how we've always interacted with our family and then what it's like now. So I think, A lot of our experiences, not all of them, but a lot of them are are pretty regular run of the mill kind of, you know, like growing up and then diverging and stuff like that. And like, as you know, my dad's been on the show before we've talked to him. He's obviously like a Republican, but not a Trump guy, but kind of like your regular Republican kind of guy. More old school Republican kind of. Yeah. Yeah, like fiscally conservative. He's like one of those clichés that's like fiscally conservative, socially, I guess libertarian where like just let people do whatever they want. Yeah. And my mom has always been very apolitical. She won't talk about it. She doesn't want to voice her opinions. She'll occasionally argue for like 30 seconds and then disappear. I was
2: going to say you never bring up your mom's political opinions.
0: Yeah. My my recent argument with her is that the only people that can abstain are people that benefit from the status quo in a position of privilege, which she doesn't seem to like when I say all the time.
2: No, of course.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's always been like her being like, I don't know why you guys have to always argue about this kind of thing. But I know I'm very civil and quote my dad and stuff all the time here, but we have not, that is not the norm. Usually we argue very, very intensely and scream at each other constantly. And I don't know if you guys relate to this, but for when I argue with my dad, it's his mentality is always like my worldview and my experiences are uniform for everybody. And there's no way
3: it's any different. So, yeah, it's a typical kind of Republican mentality of my experiences are everyone's experiences. Mm
2: -hmm. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. I could do it, too. Yeah. yeah,
0: exactly. So it took me a long time to break out of that. So like when I was always like a liberal, but like kind of like just a liberal in name only when I was like in high school where I would say like, oh yeah, because I'm pro- You know, pro gay marriage or whatever. I must be a Democrat, but also be like, why don't immigrants just learn English if they want to work here? And like these super problematic opinions. Oh wow, I didn't expect that. (laughs) Actually,
2: a lot of them kind of work as a lot of Republican talking points when you boil it down. They kind of make sense if you don't have those experiences. Because I shared that too, where it's like, you know, why doesn't everyone learn English? Because I don't want to learn Spanish.
3: Yeah, exactly. Even though the logical conclusion is they don't want to learn English, the same reason why you don't want to learn Spanish. Yeah, but the thing is, you you
2: don't think that far ahead. You think I don't want to do it, so everyone should conform to my standards.
1: Uh, I, I think you think the majority of you probably are like the majority of people in America speaking English, Therefore, rather than have 200 yeah. million people learn Spanish, have you know 10 million mm-hmm. learn English. Yeah. well, there's a,
3: there's a gradation. There's like the pure uh, like Trump voter who's like, Did you get we learn English to be in America? We speak American here. Then you have like the like the Ben of a of Republicans who are like, Logically speaking, if more people in America speak yeah. America, you can know, America <laughs> yeah. too.
0: And I yeah. think a lot of my more conservatives beliefs stem from and this is going to get super dramatic and serious. But I think a lot of them stem from my experiences during 9-11 because I was 10 when 9-11 happened and my dad was a first responder. It was in his precinct. So like when everyone else was like, oh, this is a horrible tr- you know, tragedy. And I got super, super lucky that, you know, he didn't die or anything. But like I didn't see my dad for like a week and a half. Because he was like digging through, you know, the World Trade Center, and that kind of like, you know, for a ten-year-old, that's it's easy to feel like, well, why don't we just blow them up? Kind of like yeah, childish look at
1: military. I, I did the exact same thing. I, I felt the same way at, at ten, or I was like eleven, right? And I was like, same thing. Or you're like, fuck them for doing this. Yeah, exactly. Whoever them is, you know, you're ten. Yeah, uh, and I think <laughs> I think
3: most people felt that. And that's what kind of scary thing, looking back on it, once you learn when i learned more about like leftist ideology around that time and stuff like that it's pretty scary how many people like in general who like deep down should have known better all like fell in line and were were, like pushing either the narrative that we should not talk about anti-war movements after such a tragedy or you should go along with the the pro-war movement like basically either shut up get out of the way or support it basically yeah, and you
2: yeah. look at stuff like uh, Bush's approval rating after 9-11, and it, like, rocketed up because everyone was like, he's like, yes, this is when we need our commander-in-chief to lead yeah. the charge.
0: And also, because, like, my my dad wasn't... He was off-duty, but he turned around and went back because it was his job to, like, do that, you know? And because of that, and all the people I knew and all the people I grew up with were all, like, first responders. So, like, I had this very conservative view of like the police are all heroes and they always do what's right and like you know like that kind of view that you know i'm still i think for this show probably more pro-police than the other three hosts but there's a lot more like you know accountability and uh, brutality and everything that feeds into my view that wasn't there when i was 13 14 because i had this framing device of like well of like they didn't even have to go back and dig through those you know dig through the rubble and find people for you know months but they did so like that kind of really informed that hero worship i guess view for me yeah. as a kid yeah, yeah. not I that those that people sense. yeah not that those people aren't heroes like first responders obviously are like but i mean more like just viewing authority as a whole in that view and also
3: the idea that heroes don't uh aren't necessarily flawed or are, exactly can, yeah. are part of a flawed system.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And then the thing that actually made me shift more liberal was during the Bush v. Kerry race. And one, I started watching The Daily Show a lot. <laughs> and two, it also, I, the thing that, I don't know if I mentioned this on the show, but the thing that made me start paying attention to politics was when gay marriage became like a big debate topic and this is like such a privileged obvious like obnoxious young white boy way to look at it but i was like huh that's so interesting that gay marriage is an issue i wonder what the republican argument is because like separation of church and state so it can't be religious (laughs) oh wow like and i really went in like from a not from an emotional standpoint but from a completely rational like I'm curious what their argument is. And guess what? I still haven't found one.
3: Well, that's that's the argument for most things. Like, if you're like, oh, I wonder what the argument for climate change is and this and that. All all the evidence on this and that. Like, no, no argument. Just it's all fake, Mm -hmm. fake news.
0: Yeah, and that started pushing me more liberal. And at this, and that's actually might be part of the reasons why I got pushed more to being an atheist. Because I was like, "This is stupid. <laughs> like, mm. you guys are idiots." Especially like, especially
3: yeah. since like, uh, you know, it's one thing to have a faith, and another thing to have your faith dictate policy that affects people's lives. And like, yeah, it has exa- to be exa- nothing.
1: And uh, people, people's lives who are not part of your faith exactly. Too. It's not like I think all Christians should do this. You're like I think all humans. But, do but do I, even
3: even even if you think all, like, even if you're a Christian. Not all Christians believe the same thing. Like, uh, yeah, it's always right. That's why we have separation of church state because certain like smaller groups of Christians were afraid of the like the, the Protestants or whatever dominating over them, and they were like, can we can we have separation church state to make sure we're not being persecuted like they did in the past with the Puritans and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. It's, so it's like it's like that's why it's a good thing to have fucking separation of church state.
1: Maryland and Rhode Island founded by Catholics who got kicked out of uh, uh, Massachusetts. Yeah,
0: yeah. And then that's when I think I started really fighting with my dad a lot because then like. That the hypocrisy is what really started pushing me further and further left. And I think that's one of the reasons why when we argue on the show, I'm more like, well, let's look at every single side. And that's and I know it gets so mad, (laughs) but because like my dad is this interesting character where he's very conservative because he was a cop for like 20 years. But he's also like been like a super like. Like, when he was a kid, he was, like, a super, like, loves-drugs hippie guy.
3: <laughs> so, like, he's... It seems to be a lot of the, like, the 60s... A lot of the, not every uh, 60s hippie, but a lot of them became, like, a, like a, you know, dignified people afterwards. And, like... Yeah. It's, just, it's funny to see that. And it's, like Especially, like, in the 70s, too, when everyone was doing drugs. People in the 70s uh, will be, like, coked out and uh, on drugs every day. And then now they're, like, lawyers and stuff.
0: Yeah, because then it's, like, I will... See, I'll I'll argue with him about like how just like harsh punishment doesn't lower crime rates. And he's like, well, the only way to solve is like is deterrent and like hard law enforcement is the only way to fix crime. But then like he also is like pro legalization and, uh, you know, is around a lot of drug culture. But they're not criminals like these people shouldn't go to jail.
2: Yeah, it's kind of interesting how many there's. 'Cause I, I have this with my mother, how many times they hold Republican talking points but then personal opinions that really differ from it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Whereas it's
2: like, I don't know how you can keep supporting this party when they like they completely disregard the personal opinion side.
0: Yeah. And then like I would argue into more social issues too, like my dad is pro gay marriage where he's like, let people do whatever they want, like a libertarian idea. And yet he's a Republican and like the Republicans aren't letting people do whatever they want. They're saying you can't do this. You know, you can't get an abortion. You can't get married to people you care about. Like you You, and it's that's the weird thing is you see these talking points, but it doesn't line up with a worldview.
3: Well, a lot of that is because a lot of people have their political identity. And not, to get, not to get too much of this idea, but this, everyone has a political identity, and if, if our natural instinct as human beings, biologically speaking, is to protect our identity. And so rather than completely changing our identity whenever we have new facts, we'll just make exceptions for our own yeah. personal uh, benefit.
1: It also matters priority, too. Like He might say, well, yeah, the Republicans are not pro-legalization, but it's more important for me that strong law enforcement. That's, mm-hmm. that's the big thing, is he's a super like, single-issue voter. Yeah, there's a lot of people like that who are like, yeah, I disagree on the gay marriage thing, but you know, I can't abide by abortion, so I have to vote Republican yeah. for that reason. Because, like, if you if if you really think, like, you know, abortion is murder, you're like, yeah, uh, you know, gays can't get married, but I'm not going to ever vote for someone who advocates murder. And that was the you thing, know? even though,
0: like, I know he didn't vote for Trump, he didn't vote for Hillary either, but when you, when I talked to him, like, when I talked to him during the election, he's like, the one thing I got to say about Trump, he's the only guy that stands by, the, the, by our cops. And my argument was always if he's
3: the one guy that shares your opinion, maybe your opinion's wrong. No, so it's like... I don't even know... Never mind. I don't even know what to say to that. It's, 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 the idea that it's Trump, just fucking, wrong
2: that he, there's not one guy that's like, you know, maybe cops are right.
3: It's, it's just a white boy... Persecu- like, the kind of white yeah. man persecution where so many people... Like, no one will ever go out against the cops, but like if you even say, like, maybe... Black cops murdering black people is not okay. They'll be like, "How dare you, cop hater!" Like it's like it's like well, that's it's that white boy
0: persecution that he is convinced that there is no racial bias in the justice system, and he also when I say like you know our system is is the cards are stacked against minorities and he goes and where I'm like you know like black people get hired less than white people. Like just
3: stats to back that up, it's not fucking opinions. The fact that yeah, facts that they back get that up.
2: Longer prison sentences for the same crimes. Yeah,
3: and then the
0: argument is, well, if it was a black business owner, I'm sure they hire black people more often. And I'm like, do you have any evidence of that? And also, <laughs> how many businesses are owned by black people? Mm-hmm. And then like, and so many times he'll be like, well, I was called a cracker because I grew up in a heavily black uh... neighborhood. Does is that racist? And I'm like, yeah, but it's not institutional structural racism. And he's like, nope, just the same. <laughs> Yeah, and, like, sorry that, like, being called a cracker isn't the same as being murdered. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: But, like, that that hypocrisy is the thing that, like, kind of... The reason why I'm... At least I like to think I'm the, like, hold back and don't make any hardline stances unless I have, like, a full argument for it is because that, like, well, what if... Without any backing, like, I'll show a statistic and be like, well, what if this? Like, I was complaining about how voter suppression closes... Uh, closes polling places in like poor neighborhoods. And he's like, Well, maybe there's more voter, maybe there was already more voting places in poor neighborhoods and they were balancing the scales. And I'm like, what? what? Maybe. <laughs> Who knows?
3: Could be. Maybe. Maybe, maybe fucking elephants could fly. In my fucking ass it doesn't fucking mean anything. We have to have anything yeah, to I, yeah. I can pull out anything.
0: And the thing that really I think pushed the, the I think the biggest fight we ever had where I was like I think we're just gonna fight forever now was after the Ferguson Commission report came out, and I read like I read the whole thing and I read like fifteen different examples of like these very very clear police brutality cases. And he'd be like, well, what if this? Like, okay, a 14-year-old boy was mauled by a dog in an abandoned house that he was just, like, hanging out in. And he's like, well, you don't know. Maybe that's a place where there's always violence and drug dealers. And they didn't know he was 14. And, like, they told him to leave and he wouldn't leave. And I'm like, well, all the bite marks and scratches were on his back. So, like, the dog knocked him down from
3: behind. He's like, well, you don't know. And also, he doesn't know either. So he's assuming he's he's always assuming the cop's always fucking right. You're dead. dead. (laughs)
2: Yeah. It's hard. I really don't want blanket judgment too much. I mean, I met the guy. <laughs> but your dad yeah. seems like the person, like, when they released the cop footage of, like, the body cam footage of what someone did wrong. He's the kind of person that would be like, that. he would look at an instance and be like, well, they could have done this better. When their punishment was getting killed for not yeah, they're,
3: doing they're, something they're, Yeah, really for, for Literally, me, for me, every, every cop. Time. Where it's like,
2: well, they, they didn't, what... like, listen to him. Or they didn't, like, um they were responding aggressively kind of a thing that's yeah.
1: pretty common though that the idea that like I, like when uh, i get pulled over i just comply and i don't get shot mm-hmm. and so this person didn't comply fully yeah. so it's and that, like, that fits who... in
0: with the bootstraps model is you're only poor if you decide to be and like you know like and he's so like welfare queens generations and generations of people that just mooch off the government and that welfare convinces people not to work and like right But he also was a get, I've argued with him about raising the minimum wage for small businesses. So like, I, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And, and that, that spins out into like nowadays when we fight, because I am so much more hardline with him. Like I am way more hardline liberal with him than I am with you guys, because like, I just can't stand it anymore. So like we had an argument over uh, Christmas about Al Franken. Mm. and and like this is and I just had he was like well I don't know like what about because what about these accusers and I was talking about how, like, I've seen him defend Trump. He has argued with me even recently that Trump is not a sexist and that they're just compliments and it's just locker room talk, which just, (laughs) yikes. But the thing that, like, so me and my brother, because my brother has never argued politics until, like, pretty much since the 2016 election, because, like, you can't not anymore. Mm -hmm. But we started arguing where I was like, you know, he has had 17 women openly accuse him. And then he admits to doing this thing on tape and he's like, well, I've been falsely accused of things all the time. And I think that's the big thing is he was literally falsely accused of things as a cop, things that I know he didn't do that, like just people said it to get out of their charge or whatever. Mm-hmm. But he takes that and extrapolates it to the bigger picture.
3: I, th- I think everyone can, I, I, I think everyone can imagine a situation where somebody gets falsely accused of something because we yeah. all had, even like in their everyday lives, you guys, accused of stealing something the cooking jar, some minor shit like that.
1: Yeah. But, but the problem
3: is, like, they don't think, like, the risks these people are taking to go out in public and talk about these very private things against yeah. like, very public, powerful people.
1: Seventeen people. There, there's also,
2: like, a big difference between being accused as, like, a cop because you're trying to get out of a charge and standing up and going, I'm accusing this person of sexual assault. Like, yeah,
3: usually yeah. the fact, uh, like... For no benefit. You can't even get taken to court or anything. You're just trying to say, like, I need to make sure people know these guys are fucking accused of sexual assaulter. Yeah. Yep.
0: So I, I try to, like, avoid, like, name-calling and, like, all that kind of things. But... yeah it gets harder and harder nowadays because when you're defending like Trump from like all these sexual assault allegations. Now, when I argue, I'm like, that's just a sexist piece of shit thing you just said. Or like the argument ended because my mom was like, let's not talk about politics at Christmas. And and me and my brother said, this isn't about politics. This is about human fucking decency. <laughs> and then like it ended. Cause what do you say to that? And I think for me, or they, his opinions have actually moved more liberal since he retired. He's gotten further left but society has shifted so much for the left that I had more common ground with him when he was more conservative.
2: Are you sure that it's not because that's you were also less
0: liberal? Well, yeah. Liberal? No, there is that, too, that I was less liberal, but I feel like I was kind of always in line with, like, the left of the country. Like, I was, like, I came around to, like, John Kerry's liberalism, where now if John Kerry ran, I'd be like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> you know, like, and I think that I have been pushed further left for sure mm-hmm. but even at like i find myself so much more frustrated not with the like trumpers that i'm like they're just idiots and i never i'm never going to agree with them i get more frustrated with the people that give me a little and then draw a hard line somewhere
2: mm-hmm.
0: where i'm like you're so close like you obviously have thought about this you're thinking
3: human being but H- you...
0: H- yeah like you you came around to gay marriage, why can't you come around to racism or sexism? You know, like, you're close. And that is the thing that gets me the most, is I'm like, you've given me a little, can't you just be a little bit better now? Like, keep going.
3: <laughs> to make it depressing, uh, they actually, I think I had a study, like, a few years back, that, like, gays are actually more accepted like, attitude uh, attitudes towards gay people are more accepting now, uh, and they're capable of growing to be more accepting because... People are likely to have a family member that's gay more likely than they are to have a a black man family member be black Mm -hmm. or Asian, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's the big thing I think too is because of
0: like as I said at the beginning and this will be my last point that it's the my experiences or everyone's experiences because I have argued with him about trans rights a lot but now I have a trans cousin and all of a sudden I saw my dad talking about other trans people using proper pronouns Mm like people that he doesn't know, but that like he's aware of. And I'm like, that's, it really is just that shift of once you see it as related to your own life. And I think that that's bullshit. Like it is so much. I hate it so much, but like, it's, it's weird. It's, shocking to me how strong that is that as soon as it's someone that you know it's like a total switch there's, there's
3: actually another study uh a while back about judges and how they they like uh, rule on like women's rights uh, cases and stuff like that and having one daughter it doesn't even matter how many daughters you have having one daughter makes a judge like a super feminist uh and <laughs> in, in his uh, rulings like just having one so daughter fucking
0: much have some empathy yeah. like you can look at other people as human beings without knowing everything about them
1: it's hard, though, when they're not physically in your life to... It, it becomes a much more abstract process where you're like, those people that I've never seen in my life or don't care about in my life... But, like, can't... Like, can't you just realize that they're fucking human beings? Can't
3: you yeah, just assume I that can you assume they have feelings and thoughts? Like, you look at a fucking dog, you can, you can assume you kick it's gonna feel bad. But, like, you think you're gonna take the rights away from a, a black person or, like, an, a <sighs> change person, they're not gonna feel bad, too?
0: I think it's just oh, easier to assume that they're whining about it than yeah. it's, like, an actual
1: problem. Yeah, I think most people, most people who, who take rights away from other people, most, don't think, I'm taking rights away from other people. They're just like, they're complaining about something. Like, you know, they shouldn't be whining so much. And uh, They're trying they to have, get they, special preference. Yeah, they probably have it equal to me because I'm just assuming that. And that's it. They're not thinking, like, I'm going to deny mm-hmm. black people rights.
3: Mm-hmm. Like a lot of conservatives are traditionalists. They, they, the way things have been is the way things like have yeah. worked and that's when they're like now all these people now of a sudden, i have to start teaching how, what, about transgender people in my class like my kids are kindergarten I shouldn't be able to learn about gay people and stuff like yeah. that yeah, that's the whole bullshit. point of
2: make america great again it's because we need to return to traditional roots yeah of racism
0: <laughs> so my long story short is i think you should always hear people out but you shouldn't give in or pretend that you feel the way you don't and always like draw your lines in the sand where you're like i will argue against this forever you should like, be amenable, cannot... but don't give up on yeah. your principles. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Daryl? All right. Um. So my history
2: is really, like, I'd, I'd say it's really simple. I've kind of been throughout a lot of my life, or at least, like, post-sophomore year of college, I've been very skeptical of a lot of stuff. Whereas, I mean, I've been skeptical, I think, my whole life, where I don't have a hardline stance of, like, I'm a Republican or I'm a Democrat. I'm kind of just, like... Politics is weird to me throughout a majority of my life until I got into college and we were like arguing about things a lot more, but usually I'd spend a lot more of my time listening rather than like making claims. Like I still don't make a lot of stern or harsh claims. And even when I do, it's, it's just like, sometimes I feel like trying to see out the opposite side, like with gun control. Mm. Um, but I grew up like a lot of people, like, I'm in, I mean, I live in upstate New York and I grew up in a conservative household you know both my mother and father listened to Rush Limbaugh and actually through talking to my mother my father was the 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 super republican conservative dude i think he even tried calling him... <laughs> Yeah yeah <laughs> he tried calling into Rush's show one time according <laughs> to my sister and he's um uh he left my family about when I was like 18 or so. And so I haven't talked to him, but from what I know is that he remained conservative. Whereas I've tried to at least like sway my mother more left, but she's fiscally conservative, but very socially liberal. I think where she just really draws the line with why she remains Republican is that she does not like wasteful government spending. She does not like being taxed so much in upstate New York via like the state tax yeah, and yeah yeah from what i've talked to her just all of her problems primarily deal with economic factors about stuff which can be difficult to try and like talk to her when it's like i don't know the reason for some things it's like where does this money go or when she talks about her work and what the state the the rules at both the federal and state level that impede her progress at work it's like i don't have an answer for you there about why this is a good thing, like yeah. all these regulations.
3: That, that's why it's hard to argue. Like uh, that's why I always push hard on economic stuff, because uh, it's harder to argue that it's hard to make a more principle stand because you can get to my neutral saying, oh but I I have a right to my mm-hmm. money and stuff like that. And even like from the practical standpoint, like healthcare is an example. We already waste so much fucking money on healthcare uh, yeah. by having suboptimal care and yeah. having all these private insurance. If we had uh, we, if we we all have higher taxes if we had a uh, single payer but then we wouldn't have to pay for single player, uh, f- pay, for private insurance anymore. And we'll save so much more money have so much more effective care. But it's hard, yeah. it's hard to argue, like, all these... Because, like, that's the problem with, like, liberalism in general. To be more effective, like, you have to be smarter. And, like, to, to be a conservative, you has to, vis- to, vis- to be viscerally makes sense. Like, oh, more yeah. taxes, I get to keep more money, it's good for me. Rather than, oh, if we, if we, if we spend in the community and we all put our money together, we have these more effective systems, it'll lower costs for everyone, and stuff like that. You get all these minutiae, and it only works for smart people, and a lot of people aren't very smart, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. It's it's also tough, too, to because, like, it's tough because the conservatives set up the liberals as, like, straw men that just want to throw money at everything, mm-hmm. and, like, I support, like, reform and cleaning up a lot of the wasted spending. Like, I just because, like, I'm pro, you know, like, infrastructure doesn't mean I want no-bid contracts that just
3: go to, yeah. you know, some big... Yeah. like.
0: But, but that's the thing, is it's hard to make that argument.
3: And other things that conservative support usually.
1: Yeah. But it's also, it is also worth noting that, like, it, it's not wrong that the bigger a government becomes, the more bureaucracy that does get... that, that does include wasteful spending. Mm-hmm. There is, like, the bigger... the more government programs, the more there's going to be waste. And yeah. it's, like, one of those things that you have to be, like, it's worth the waste yeah, for the true. benefit. I, th- I think
2: that's where she's drawing the line, too, my mother, with that stuff. is She just sees like giving more money to the government as the wrong solution yeah, when she already right. feels like they're doing an inadequate job for her. Not necessarily like for
1: minorities, but just for her in her life. Do you know how many uh, reports I've read of people in different branches of government who... Because, you know, the way it works is you get a budget for the year, and if you don't spend that whole budget, next year your budget is lower, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, mm-hmm. let's say you get $600 billion for the military. You have to spend it, or you're going to get less next year. So, the amount of people I've heard, literally, coming back in the Navy, for example, before they dock, they push all their equipment into the ocean so that it gets spent, so that they have to rebuy it, so that they, they spend their money. Or they'll go and, like, just throw all their grenades into the forest and explode them or just shoot all their ammo so that they spend it so that they can get it again so that then they can keep their budget.
0: And this is the kind of thing that I feel like we could actually have a bipartisan solution to of, like, cutting spending without gutting programs. But it's that hypocrisy again that, like, the conservatives say that they're pro-fiscal spending, but they're the ones that keep upping the military budget. And these things happen.
3: The the politics is what will prevent the military budget from ever being cut because all if, if. a lot of a lot of the more effective uh, programs, and this is the conservative's use the argument for social programs, saying, "Oh, we want to reform uh, Social Security and Medicaid." And yeah, make after them more... they
0: punch a 1.5 trillion dollar hole in the deficit. Yeah, but
3: but they, they always claim that they they claim what we actually want to do, which is uh, cut, cut these programs, to get rid of the waste, and make them more effective, and make it so they're not throwing money. I think they don't need. But we actually want to do that. But when we say like the military, the actual things that make the most waste in our government, they'll just politicize and say, "Oh, you see, they're trying to weaken our military."
1: Yeah. Well, it, it, this is kind of a problem with just democracy in general, yeah. though. Is it, it's not responsive to the year by year needs. Like it, it, we can't there's no way to effectively implement a system where if the military needs 600 billion this year, they get it and if next year they need 400 billion, they get it and then if they need the next year 800 billion, then it goes up. There's no there's no way that a a, a branch of government can be year by year responsive and and the voters but get to decide. But they do yearly budgets, couldn't they uh, do that? But but what I'm saying is we elect people yeah. every two to six years yeah. for increased military budget or decreased military budget or whatever. But even
3: if we it's not like even if we yeah. like, even if we did uh, do it by year by year basis, the fact that so much politics is involved and it's such an easy uh, branch to beat your opponents with or preventive. It's like those those type of issues will always be uh, things that have wasteful spending because one side uh, basically built their. A whole entire argument on that thing should be like unlimited forever because we need it always. Like, so And it sh-
0: appeals to what Sly was saying, like that, that visceral, like it's especially in a post 9 11 world, it's easy to say, like, fuck yeah, the military. Yeah. And like the military. In like even now, we're looking at like Iran and North Korea and Russia and China and all these things that we might need a strong military for. People, I think, lose the correlation between budget and impact that sometimes you're just throwing money at a problem that isn't solving the problem. Missionary but- trends. Yeah, exactly. You're getting diminishing returns, and like cutting military spending doesn't necessarily mean fucking the troops. Yeah, yeah. it's tough. It's like
1: we can spend actually a whole episode on. Yeah,
3: that's, that's, it. A, that's like
1: I'm like I want I want to start talking about how you know you know we we, we have a big budget because we support NATO and during the Cold War, but it's like we can do this forever.
3: Yeah, yeah. We were supposed to be about Tara's mom, but now we're talking about fucking military budgets. So. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I get I get your mom's point though. <laughs>
2: yeah, because that just it makes it difficult to argue some stances against her words it's easier to talk to her about social issues and to try and get her to come around on that and i have to do the thing similar to you ryan where it's like you have to kind of like twist the idea around to get them to try and relate it to you like to try and like understand if they were in the position or if their children were in the position like for instance she's become very very pro vegetarian because my sister's a vegetarian Huh. To the point where she doesn't find it funny when people, like, always make fun of vegetarians, kind of a thing. Where huh. it's like, oh, what if I just put, like, you know, some meat in this uh, vegetarian soup for you? Wouldn't that be funny? It's like, no, that's actually super rude.
1: Yeah.
3: And it, that's... Oh, yeah, fuck that shit. And... That's, like, that's like the
1: 12-year-old mentality. Yeah.
3: It's a Trump mentality. That's what Trump voters like to do. Like,
1: oh, you, yeah. you... triggering libs. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, and we've talked about where it's like, you know, if only, like, one of us was <laughs> born with... I don't know. A, a different lifestyle more to get black. her to understand that. Like, like if one of us was gay, it'd get her to understand a lot easier, and then she'd be like, how can Republicans, like, oppose this, as opposed yeah. to just, like, imagining it as, you know, this affects someone else. This doesn't affect me or mine.
0: Uh, do you feel like it's gotten easier or harder to talk to her in the last, like, year? Uh, ah, uh, uh, we, we don't talk about a lot of political
2: issues. That's one of the things, again, like, we avoid it
3: if you want to be happy, you don't talk about politics usually. So. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's it's also really difficult because I'm I'm gonna call her out for this. She did vote for Trump, and that that's like both me and my sister had a huge problem with that. Where it's like, yeah, yeah.
3: fuck you, mom, you voted for Trump. My call brother, out.
2: my yeah. brother's way more in the middle, of trying to understand a lot of different sides of things. Where it's like my sister's even further to the left than I am. Of like, I can't like stand this. Like I don't even yeah. want to talk
1: to her about this. And it, I can't imagine that, you know, I really like, I can't imagine your mom voting for Trump. She's probably the nicest person I've ever met. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that, that,
2: exactly. This is why that. we're just like, we're so frustrated because it's one of the things where I, I, I actually, I talked to my brother about this for a while about, I feel like I have a moral compunction that I need to get her to understand why it's bad because she doesn't see this yeah. as like anything negative. You know, this is just, you know, in four years, she's like, well, it'll switch over and everything and it won't yeah. be bad. Four to eight years.
0: And and that's the thing is like my dad didn't support Trump, but he doesn't view him as any like worse than other Republicans.
3: But but the thing the, the, the thing is that for me is uh, that's how I feel about all Republicans. Like the idea that uh, Trump was the only one where oh so for like like Louis C K said this dumb shit which pissed me off. Oh I, uh, Trump should leave so that way I can vote for Republican like because I do every. Four years, I vote for the other side. Ha ha! I'm so bipartisan. <laughs> uh, I'm like, I'm like, fuck you! Like, pay attention to what the fucking Paul Ryan's and the Mitch McConnell's. The, the Republicans are, they, they, they're not as, as you know, group of sexually assaulting shit. But they do something. I mean, Louis C.K. is also a sexual predator. <laughs> yeah. So yes. fucking whatever. Yeah, but like, it's like, it's like, it's not, these are not issues where it's like, oh, four years, will switch. No, these people are gonna destroy the country in interim, yeah. and yeah, you're gonna it, be fucked. It, exactly. It's trying to get her to understand that it's
2: not so much like. That I'm super worried about what my life, what's going to happen to me. It's always about what's going to happen to the lower class. It's what's going to yeah. happen to people less fortunate than I am right now. That, like, For instance, the closest I got to it was that I was like, I'm, I'm, they're trying to repeal uh, Medicare and Medicaid, and I right now am on Medicaid. So I'm yeah. like, what happens if I lose my health insurance? What about then? She's like, well, I'll just pay for the hospital bills. It's like, you don't understand. What if I'm not fortunate? What if I'm not privileged and I don't yeah. have a mother that is willing to pay for my hospital bills? Yeah. It's like, this is, it's just, it's really frustrating about that, but.
0: Yeah. I it's always frustrated. <laughs> yeah, well... Well, Trump has become this like litmus test where it's like if you support this guy, there's so much baggage to it, and I think rightfully so that like if you side with this guy, like I can automatically know your worldview, yes, at least <laughs> yeah. a little bit.
3: He is he because uh, he is more overly terrible than uh a dignified Marco Rubio or whatever. Like he was yeah. there, like dumb shit on, on the air about grabbing women by the pussy.
0: Like, I didn't feel this vitriol for Romney voters or McCain voters or Bush voters.
3: Yeah,
2: and I've I've tried. To, like i've i asked her like six months ago or like four months ago whether or not she'd vote the same having seen the way the world is now whether or not she'd vote this like if she would vote for hillary this time instead or something and she said she wouldn't do that like she she couldn't never vote for hillary
3: i, I think i think i see why you're uh, such a big hillary supporter out of all of us now after <laughs> dealing with yeah after healing shifting your mom for all that long oh, yeah
2: what's what's terrible is her biggest thing against what she doesn't like about hillary is she just doesn't like her which I feel yeah, like a lot of a very people feel that yeah, way about yeah, Hillary, it's where it's just like, I just thing. feel icky voting for her, rather than being, like, well, let's look at specific, like, I understand, you know, if she's a war, ho- you know, let's not get into... Yeah. <laughs> like a, tool, also,
3: a lot of people don't even care about the specifics, they just care, oh, it's Hillary, she's kind of, yeah. oh, the bitchy woman, or whatever, mm-hmm. or in mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, mainstream media. Yeah it's, <laughs> yeah,
2: it's funny how my mother is very, like, you know, she's pro, uh, pro-choice. And she she supports a lot of reform that helps women, but at the same time, because she works primarily with a lot of men at her job, or almost all men at her job, uh, she she repeats talking points like that, like calling Hillary bitchy. Well,
3: that's I was a patriarch. Patriarch. Everyone internalizes yeah. it at some point.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's what a microaggression is. Mm.
2: That's just that's me regarding my family. None of that stuff really pushed me to the left. I think it was you guys primarily were the ones yes. really pushing me left. And actually, high five. And it's also looking at stuff online and listening to minority voices and reading them and challenging my views where I'm like, well, you know, I don't think it's, you know, racist if black people are committing more crime, therefore they're getting arrested more. And then I start reading opinions on what minorities think of that or people that grew up in ghettos that they're like, it's not what you think it is. Like the life that you imagine us living.
0: You guys definitely, the three of you definitely pushed me further left, like, policy wise but socially it was the same thing after i graduated and i started reading a lot more diverse voices is when i became such like an sgw mm-hmm. I, i've
3: also i've also uh in the last year alone i become i always consider myself pretty SGW-ish, in the last year like last three months uh i become even more so just <laughs> hearing yeah. reading more and more articles by different groups oh the brainwashing yeah,
2: is working yeah, yeah. no
3: so- soros
2: master soros what is thy
1: bidding? <laughs> Phil, you're, so you're, mine is gonna be like like I was saying. He's like, you're gonna say it's less interesting. It's less interesting. But uh, uh, I grew up with my mom who was pretty apolitical, and my dad is pretty liberal, like actually very liberal. But I didn't see him as much, so I, I got less of that.
3: Your, your, um, mom, your you, you say your mom's apolitical. Like she is apolitical, but she's apolitical in, like in New York sense, where she like she was pretty like pro like animal rights and stuff like that. Like I think that yeah, had for on a New her. Yorker,
1: yeah, she, like and especially in New York City, like. It's kind of one of those things that when you, like, you're just in the city, you you kind of tend towards liberalness a little because you're always around other Mm -hmm. people. And she, like, supports helping the poor and everything. It's just that – so I I guess when I say apolitical, I mean she always instilled in me a sense of, like, you have to help those less fortunate than you, but not from, like, a a policy perspective. She, like – I don't know if if she ever fucking votes, but she, like – Yeah,
0: that's – I think that's an important caveat is, like, when I talked about my mom, I didn't – she wasn't, like, we won't talk about anything. She never, like, really took a stance – but then, like, it was always this, like, I think there was this installation of, like, that, like, help people and, like, be nice and listen to people that I think leans liberal.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And my dad was always pretty liberal as far as I can remember. Like, he had, like, impeach Bush stickers and stuff mm-hmm. back then. And, like, yeah, he actually, awesome. I, I think he went to a, a, Iraq, a protest of the Iraq war hmm. uh, back in 2003 or something. But, again, since I only saw him, like, on weekends, it was, like, a lot less of a, a constant contact. Um and then in like high school cuz I was pretty apolitical until until 9/11 like Ryan said I had a pretty similar situation where I'm like yeah fuck those people uh, U.S. military is going to go kick their asses for doing this, mm-hmm. yeah. um, but then as you get a little older, past 11 years old, and your mind matures past the point of a Trump voter. Hey, hey like... I
2: was 12 when 9/11 happened. I was
1: still in that uh, mindset. Okay, but I think also
0: being New Yorkers, I think we had yeah. more of a like vitriolic response. Yeah. yeah, it was personal for us. Not yeah, both yeah. both my parents
1: were in Manhattan. And went, you know and everything. So, yeah. Uh, yeah so I, I you know became a little bit more war hawkish as, as, as much as a middle schooler can be, and then. <laughs> I want <laughs> to
3: bomb their Yeah, actions. you
1: know, middle schools are. There's st- honestly, like, most middle schools I meet are like that. They're like, "Why don't we just blow those countries up?" And it's like, you're yeah. still 12, but <laughs> okay.
3: Yeah, I, I, yeah, that's that's important thing. That's why important to teach kids because little kids are sociopaths. If you don't yeah, know. yeah. Well, because they have a hard time understanding
0: that other people are people. Yeah, and, and like and the consequences yeah. of their actions. Like they, when yeah. they
1: think about blowing up those countries, they think it's a country full of terrorists trying to kill America. Yeah, and then you blow them up, and they're gone now and problems. Yeah, out. and too yeah. bad
3: uh, adults, in the leader of government, think the same line. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Um, but then in high school, uh, I Sly and I both found these like uh, YouTube when YouTube first came out. Um, found these like YouTubers that were like atheist libertarians, like and using both, atheists. And- yeah, we both kind of gravitated towards that, and I like it was it was the part of me that was like I, I agreed with my dad on a lot of the liberal stuff, but he, for him, like even today, I still get into kind of arguments with him because he is more liberal in the sense that like he's like in, you know how like Democrats are are. Uh, you know, the, the Republican attack is always, they they want like a nanny state. Like he's pro censorship uh, of more than I am. He's more like, uh, you know, these, like these foods shouldn't just, they shouldn't be allowed. It shouldn't be, you know, it's not, Mm. it's not good. So it should be banned.
3: It's kind of like the European kind of. Yes. And, and my
1: stepmom uh, who he lives with obviously is from Europe. So she's like very much like, yeah, like Nazis should just like, it shouldn't be allowed to be shown in movies, you know, like, cause like it's, it's bad. And so I always got. I don't agree with that. I like
3: punching Nazis, but I wouldn't agree with that. Yeah, you should have Nazis getting punched in movies. Not.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But the idea of in in general, the idea of censorship has never sat well with me. So when I saw the libertarian stuff, I'm like, oh, they're like me, where they're like, gays should be allowed to get married, but also everyone could be can do what they want, and that should be the stance of the government. I got into arguments
0: in college about this because Bloomberg, the mayor of New York City, did the, like, you can't buy giant sodas yeah, anymore. Yeah. And I was like, what? Like, even though I was, like, becoming more and more liberal, I was like, that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's
3: funny. That's funny because like, that's one of the things uh, where even, like, like people say, like, liberals love big government. Oh, we love we just love regulation. Like, a lot of people I know uh, were like, what the fuck is up with that shit? This it depends, publican- though. It, it depends, depends, of course, but, like, but like, no one really loves it. It's just a question of whether I think it's necessary or not. It's mm-hmm. not like, yeah. we're, we're yeah. looking for excuses to fucking do this shit. Yeah,
1: yeah. but I, I used to get into arguments with them because they were like, violent video games should not be should be banned, violent movies should be banned. Like, they like, I, I just that never, none of that ever sat well off me. And so when I saw the libertarian stuff, I'm like, yeah, live and let live type thing.
2: I, it's funny how, how much, I think, like, all of us, in a way, our political view is formed by rebelling against our parents. Oh, absolutely. It's like oh, a, it's, definitely. Yeah, like it still exists and is formulated off of that. We're...
0: I was <laughs> trying to leave out that
1: pettiness, but I think
2: it's clear. It, it's well, after and hearing you're... Phil argue against his super left dad, I'm like, that's why... <laughs>
1: Yeah, and it's funny because actually, like, uh, what in college you guys can test this. I was always like yelling at people why they should be more liberal. Like when I met you and some of our other, like Ryan, I mean, and some of our other more right wing uh, sweetmates and roommates and everything. Like I was always the voice of of leftists. Well, when when we came
0: to college, you were a socialist, and I was arguing that capitalism is the only way to breed innovation.
1: <laughs> yeah, and and now and now it's it's funny. Like when I am with my dad and my stepmom, even though I consider myself quite liberal like i end up being the conservative voice because they're like america's the worst country in the world and everything is terrible about it and it should be burned to the ground and i'm like i'm like no america's fucking great and you should you know He's like
3: great. phil is sly your
1: dad i'm <laughs> gonna
3: say like that sounds really fucking baller like well this is why when i
1: when i argue with you guys too it comes out the same way where it's like i'm pretty left but when you're like uh you know everything america does is bad i'm like no actually we safeguard freedom in the world so fuck you. Uh, so well,
3: sometimes, we sometimes Steve called freedom. Sometimes, yeah, freedom. I know, and that's yeah. why
1: th- these, these things are always tough. Because, like Ryan was saying, how uh, he is more liberal when talking to his dad. You kind of, when you feel like someone is is in the wrong camp, like you have to argue from a different perspective to try to show the other side type thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you compensate too
0: because yeah. it's like. Yeah, and like I know I've adopted a lot of like Sly's talking points that I argue with against him on the show, and then in my real life find myself like super using them all the time. Yeah, that's, it's, why, that's, it's,
3: that's yeah. kind of why I always, uh, especially lately I've been pushing away from the idea that all oh, left and right. That's the only way way to go. You go for you don't love you on the right, and I think that's why I think the two party system is stupid. The idea that you have two choices, left or right. Which yeah, we don't yeah, anyway. Yeah. But, uh, everyone's different. Like a liberal is different from a socialist, which is different from a communist, and libertarian is different from. A fiscal conservative liberal Republican. Yeah. It's such a yeah. stupid idea. Absolutely.
1: Um, so I went away from libertarianism as I uh, got older. I was like, I get, I, I still, I actually do still agree with a lot of the personal freedom stuff. It's more like the the actual policy of running a, a, a large society that way doesn't really seem to ever be effective like that's a big thing that i think a lot of conservatives don't get or i guess a lot of people in general don't get
0: is the difference between a personal belief and a political belief like i would personally be libertarian like i deserve all my money but i don't think a country can work that
1: yeah way. that's how i feel like po- politically it doesn't actually work any and so as far as like you know my modern like going see people for the holidays when i see you know my dad's family because they're all pretty liberal it it does end up being kind of like a circle jerk, where we're just like, hey, I haven't seen you guys in six months. What about that crazy thing Trump did, right? And then I eventually get into some rant at some point in the night where I'm like, and hey, you know, because of the Cold War, the <laughs> you know, our we're we're doing shitty things or whatever. You're
2: always going back a hundred years.
1: Yeah, yeah. Cold War has ended in 1991, so <laughs> oh, it's, like, it's pretty recent. I was thinking Civil War. <laughs> yeah, um, that's still that's still relevant too. Yeah, anyway. uh, yeah. <laughs> so, the the only like. I have extended family that's conservative, but I really only just see them posting dumb shit on Facebook. Um, and I rarely engage. I have in the past, but it's one of those things that these family members, I'm not going to say who, but like I didn't really respect their opinions when before I knew their political ap- beliefs. Like they're they're just not like, gotcha, they're kind of gotcha. just dumb in general. <laughs> so for, for the most part, when I see them, I'm like, it makes sense.
3: Oh, that's, that makes sense. That's really what they believe, right? Uh, yeah. w-
1: what's more crazy to me is like the real conservatives in my life that are Trump supporters are like my in-laws now but they don't really talk politics at holidays luckily because I'm always afraid when we go over there I'm like don't bring up politics Uh, since Trump has been elected I've never heard a peep and when Obama was president they were more talking about it because they had something to like rail against you know what I mean Yep. Um, but it, it still wasn't when we were there, it was never bad. It was more like s- slight digs at Obama. They'd be like, you know, that fucking guy playing golf all day or whatever. Yeah, that's the way yeah. my extended
2: relatives at least seem to be when... The last time I,
0: like, I saw them, it's just digs. At yeah, there. little digs. My, my problem is yeah. that I always take that bait, though. I, can't. I like, hate it. I, I can't help it. I'm lucky because my in-laws are all, like, super liberal, even, like, grandparents and stuff, so I've never had to really argue with them. But, like... It's, uh, well, I guess when it's in-laws, I don't, but like when it's my family or like basically anyone that's not in-laws, because, you know, you got to be on your best behavior. Yeah. But like I take that bait. Like I got into a huge work debate for like hours once because uh it was the day that Trump pardoned Sheriff Arpaio and somebody made a dig about Chelsea Manning and being just as bad, if not worse. And I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. at work, I do argue, too. I <laughs> will argue. Nice. Especially as
1: the. As the history teacher, too, I'm like, I, I will argue everyone. Like, I yeah. I feel like I have the high ground. <laughs> yeah. uh, but with, with the in-laws, I'm, I'm not really willing. I, I have talked to Chrissy before, and I'm like, this is the line that if they cross, I have to get involved. Mm-hmm. And she's like, please, yeah. please don't. And I'm like, I, I have to. And now that I'm officially in the family, like, what are they going to do, right? Yeah. Well, you, <laughs> can't, take, you can't
2: take it back, huh? Fuck you yeah. yeah. That's what, can't take back marriage. That's one of the things I about, already spent your goats. <laughs> ...about, like, in-laws or relatives is generally you try not to really... Or at least, like, I have tried not to, like, argue against them or yell at them and stuff because you're supposed to be civil or it's different than, like, a classroom where your goal is to educate kind of a thing. Whereas, like, there, when you hang out with relatives, your goal is to have fun. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think it also depends on the context, too, because, like, I was at an in-law party and a grandma was like, de Blasio, he's setting up these apartments so all the Muslims can move in. And I'm like, okay, there is no, that is not a road that has any ending. Yeah, like there's a difference. If somebody like says something about like a tax bill or something, I have can have ground there. But if it's just some like blatant weird like Alex Jones stuff, I could just not touch that, and that's okay.
1: Or or it's too big to touch. Like yeah, uh, I heard a in law family member saying something where they're watching football and they're like oh, uh, you know, if the blacks don't do this, they're going to start rioting after the after they, after they kneeling, they're going to start Jesus. burning down the neighborhood. And I'm like, how do I even uh, like, it's just all the young people in the family just all look at each other, and we're like, yeah. god yeah. damn. what do you do about that? <laughs> Having
0: that camaraderie where it's not you against everybody definitely helps keep me cool. Oh yeah, sometimes.
3: and that's, that happens a lot, uh, where you have the younger people are usually like, yeah, yeah, let grandpa say his crazy shit. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. uh, for in-laws, I think, uh, I mentioned this way back in the episode when we talk, when I talked about the best way to handle, uh, Debating people, uh the best way is always to just try to keep it like a you're answering a question together rather than arguing with each other about it. Yeah. Yes. Like when when I when I, when I, when I, when I converted when my pro-Trump uh, uh family members against Trump, uh, he didn't become a Hillary supporter, but he came. He just he stopped jerking off Trump, which is a good thing. <laughs> yeah. But um, the I, way I was he'd be like, oh yeah, the border wall is good. We're going to keep the Mexicans out, and I'll be like, oh. Uh, do you know that mexicans uh like immigration is actually down like it's not as big problem you think and like what's what's like and, like and i would just go through facts and see like and ask him like why he thinks this and mm-hmm. stuff like that yeah. and it's hard yeah. to keep your composure like i'm i'm <laughs> king of not keeping my composure dude. Yeah, say, it's hard for some people <laughs> yeah. but, but like that's the best way to convince people is to try to treat them less like an argument more like a conversation
0: it also, one of my traps, too, is I always fall into, like, the identity politics argument where they're like, well, Obama did this worse. And then I argue to defend Obama instead of yeah. to say, like, that was a bad thing that Obama mm-hmm. did, but that doesn't make this right. Yeah. Yeah, like, so. I think, like you said, it's not like, oh, d- under Obama, immigration left. It's just, did you know when the last year immigration went down? And it avoids the baggage that comes with any politician.
3: Yeah, that's, that's always the best way, I think.
1: It is tough, though, because, like, the tribalism always exists. Like, I, I know, like, for the in-laws, at least, like... Most of them are pro-legalization, they are pro-gay, maybe not even marriage, some of them are, but it's like, they would, like, when you talk to them, you're like, oh, you must be pretty liberal, but then they're, like, diehard Trump supporters, just because, like, I don't know, they they feel like they have to, or something, like, that's, like, their team, you know, and also the abortion thing like they'll they'll never yeah. they, they if like it's one of those things like I said before if you think abortion's murder like how can you ever support someone who's like I want to murder mm-hmm. you know yeah well
3: that's, that's right the identity yeah. is, like I said the identity is being shrumpled and we're biologically built to defend our identities and any information to the contrary will uh, further our beliefs and like I said yeah. the best way is always if you're gonna live with somebody the best way to Make them less shitty, just slowly talk about them over the years, like we do with yeah. all, all of us. We slowly talk to each other, and yeah. stop being less shitty.
1: And we talk all, to our listeners, listen to us <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, that's the tribalism, definitely, because like, when I argue with my dad, sometimes I'll say, like, you know, you're a lot more liberal than you think, and he'll be like, don't call me that, that's a dirty word. <laughs> yeah. That was a like, dirty word he? in my house, too. Yeah, and like same thing, Like he said he used to listen to NPR because it's important to pay attention to the enemy, and I'm like, what are you talking <laughs> about? <laughs>
3: <laughs> I've seen him
0: go up to oh, people at man. like sporting events selling like subscriptions to New York Times and been like I don't want your filthy liberal rag and I'm like what What are you accomplishing here?
3: <laughs>
2: yep hashtag
3: fake wow. news fake news these these are not completely hopeless being like fake news and yeah and shit like that.
0: well actually he has said oh so it's, it's not fake news when CNN edits things to make the cop look bad every uh, time and I'm like
3: oh uh, okay yeah, yeah never mind. okay
0: <laughs> <laughs> so what about you Sly?
3: All right, so mine is okay. So mine is different from all the others because uh, my family isn't American, and it's interesting seeing how uh, our some like American assumptions about things are so different from like an immigrant's assumption about things. I have now my new, the newer generations are more like typical problematic rather than outright fucking racist in a lot of ways. Like when I was younger, uh, my family. Uh, I don't understand. Start to talk about this. Okay, so let me just start from the beginning. You know, like, a lot of Im- like a lot of immigrants uh, from, you know, from foreign countries, they come here, statistically, they're likely to still be sexist, still be racist, and likely to beat their wives. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of people in my family, a lot of the men in my family are like that. And, like, thankfully, that's that's been unwinding slowly as the women in my family have been getting more and more, uh, you know, say or more... Outspoken? Confident... I mean? You know, it sounds like it. Became, agency more agency exactly it basically as they felt more comfortable in in America and are actually having freedoms and you know quality and shit like that the, the, the one that has the most impact on me was a very close uh, male relative uh, growing up thankfully I was always kind of an antisocial uh, probably because uh, a lot of men in my family were such assholes but I was kind of an antisocial kind of kid so thankfully they didn't have that much influence on me but a lot of them are basically nazis like uh there's a growing nazi movement in uh, Poland at the moment Mm -hmm. where uh you know nationalists it's interesting it's happening all all over europe like uh i I think Phil the way Phil described it was a lot of countries that used to be persecuted by by nazis are now like it's okay for us to be nationalists as long as people are nationalistic towards us like we we were the victims so now it's okay for us to embrace this nationalism yeah so now um some of them in my family they were like straight up Nazis like the one that was really close to me who had a really uh like he's a guy I usually rebelled against and he's probably why i i get so arguing with him is probably why i, I, I yell like it's always interesting that things are subconsciously again printed on you mm-hmm. like me yelling at him and calling him a piece of shit as a kid is probably why i i i carry that attitude for some of my life in political arguments but like he would uh i said this to i said, I said this to Phil once because uh, he said, I think he had. Phil mentioned he had a family member that believed the Holocaust wasn't real. I I, I remember maybe. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember. I, I remember he it was, it was a friend or something. But this was, he, he mentioned some, somebody was uh, was, was it, thought the Holocaust wasn't real, and then I casually was like, Yeah, well, I have a family member who believes the Holocaust was a good thing. Like I have family members that believe like H- Hitler was basically the, the second Jesus, and the Jews killed him too. Oh, and there's going to be, oh. like, a, a third uh, Hitler who's going to save uh, us from the Jews. Like, that, that kind of shit. Oh,
1: so, like, actual Nazis.
3: Yeah, like, actual. Like, he, they want they want the blacks to die. They want the Jews to die. They believe, like, white people are, like, the actual pure race. And that's also... And I maybe this is why I also call it my opinion, because I grew up of this, so I believe that's more in our society than people believe. Mm. And that when, when, when I say, like, I, I like... I, I rather have, like, Trump's honesty about his opinions and and, then people say, but you don't know uh, people think like Trump. You don't know people are really that racist. I think people are really as racist as that. Not maybe, even if it's like 5%, I believe it's more than people believe, are willing to believe. I think people of color, like a lot of people that say they deny the Holocaust deep down in the closed doors, they might actually fully believe the Holocaust was a good thing. Like if they do believe it, like yeah. I think, I think they say there's like a PC racism we have in America. Like it's f- kind of funny.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. That's why you people yeah, have definitely. to use dog whistles and stuff. Cause they're like, I really want to call this group of people a degenerate, but I can't use certain words. Cause then it will so look I'll say disgusting. Thug. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And that's why it, it was kind of a good thing that I was so antisocial as a fucking kid and a nerd who read comics and play video games all the time. Because uh, I got influenced, and because I am such a nerd, I loved reading. So I read, I, read, I loved, that's why I really love doing, I don't like talking to people, I like reading. So it was a really good thing because I really got into school. And when I got into school, I went to public school first. And, you know, they had minorities there, they had other people, other denominations there. And I would, I would just read about all the cultures and stuff like that. And I really started socializing in school. I really started learning about the world in school. So when I finally, like, started learning about, when I finally started arguing with politics about my family... Of those, those sides of my family because parts of, part of my family are like more liberal, like the women usually. Usually, the men are pieces of shit because men are fucking scum. <laughs> at, least, I, at least, I think the, the aggressive side of men comes out in very aggressive policies, and those usually are right wing, yeah. shitty policies.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Thankfully, my finally started getting into public arguments. I was so indoctrinated by public schooling and our liberal education system and my liberal teachers that I was like horrified by what my family actually believed, these members of my family. So I would just yell at them and just I don't even know what to say. I would just be dumbfounded by the horrible things they would say. Like every time I would argue them, I would just realize they're the shittier and shittier people than, I be- than even I realized. Like I, I would give them benefit of the doubt, and they would just keep breaking that benefit of the doubt, and like it. it, it that really shamed my opinion because um, it wasn't just the fact that they uh, were pieces of this shit and that I knew people are that can be that shitty. I also saw how the people around them, just because of the circumstances they were in or they, the fact that they didn't want to cause any argument would, like, tolerate their piece, their, their shittiness. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I have, like, like cousins and shit that really got fucked up by... Like I like I said, I was anti-social, but kids generally want to be like their parents. They generally want their dads to like him and shit like that. So they got really fucked up. Like, seeing some of my cousins and shit, they got really fucked up mm-hmm. uh, trying to uh, make, uh, you know... Impress their dads or... Like, impress their dads like, trying to be as racist and they make the, the fucking horrible racist jokes. They... And, and 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 like they know it's like the same thing with, with a lot of the people you mentioned. People you mentioned in your family, they know it's wrong. Like when I say them, like you don't, you think uh, transgender transgender people don't deserve rights. You don't believe this, and and if I question them on that, they'll they'll break on it, but they still uh like they'll still like uh, naturally uh, regress over time towards their shitty attitudes. And if I question them on it, then I can make them stop and think. But it, because because it's so ingrained in them because they're upgrading. and and, and, and like the fact that. That's why I'm so against milk toastism because I know if you tolerate this shit, it gets ingrained into the culture. It gets mm, ingrained into our yeah. mindsets, and and, and uh, that's why I'm always like super hard, uh, like, like saying like you should. We sh- the left should be fight super hard. Like you, we shouldn't say the, the milk toast attitude of both sides just bad is so bullshit. First of all, it's not true. Like the right is always almost because the right is so far right in, in our culture. Maybe in some contexts the right can be as, as bad, but not in our current context by a long shot. We have yeah. national Nazis on one side. We have people who believe uh, SJWism a little bit too much on the other side, and may, may pipe people in the face uh, as a joke. But like, it's not the same thing as fucking uh, running people over the street. Like,
0: yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's
3: that's why. I, I, and it's like when I was a kid, I always because I had such a shitty fucking family members. I always was like, I'm not gonna let my 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 growing up determine who I believe what I believe in. But in funny ways, it actually has because that's why it's probably why I'm so fucking fervent in my beliefs and why I get so angry about issues because i know uh i know people can be really shitty about these things and i know if you let shitty things faster not even just in a historical context like a nazi germany but even like on the personal level the things that i've done to my family members the shit that it, it fucked how it fucked them up but people who probably could be decent people if they weren't ingrained in this fucking garbage
2: i feel like if you have a really a kind of problematic upbringing that really steals you against it if you like overcome it and it it makes you very sensitive to issues like that. For instance, if if you suffer abuse in your family, and you overcome it, you're gonna hate. You're gonna hate anyone that like abuses family or anyone that doesn't you know that doesn't speak out for other family members when they say I've been abused. Like that kind of stuff is gonna like really. Um...
0: I mean, that's the proper use of trigger. That's that's bringing up some traumatic back you know history, and making you relive it.
3: Unfortunately for me, like anything, uh, anyone anyone's too far right triggers me. So <laughs> yeah, but like, and that's
1: yeah. even if you like, like, capitalism could be good. You're like, I'm triggered. But
3: but not just, not just the right wing it's also uh, tolerating it too much. Though. I know, I'm joking. Like, I was joking. Yeah,
0: yeah, because like, I think I think that's the thing is when Phil and I like argue on like appealing to these people, you see the people that we're trying to appeal to and know that it is not only a lost cause, but it hurts everyone overall.
3: And and also to your side. You have you have your, your your parents and your family members. They are people you, they, you grew up with them, and you you got them to agree on stuff. And they generally aren't shitty people on like a lot of issues. So that probably uh, colors your perspective as, as well. Yeah, you, you're, you're willing to see Trump voters like that. was oh, able to yeah, see Trump voters yeah. as as his mom. Well, I tr- see my Trump voter as my male family members who are probably in Poland right now marching along the Nazis, like literally, like so. Like yeah. it, that colors my perspective of what I view when I view a MAGA hat wearing guy. Yeah.
1: I guess the moral of the story is we have no free will or agency. We're all slaves to our upbringing. Yeah. And exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's it. We're, well, by the time you're 12, your fate is sealed.
3: We're all billiard Happy
1: balls New Year. bouncing on a pool table.
0: Well, I think that that makes sense with like what Daryl was saying before about you either fall into the cycle or you push so hard against it that you like flip the total opposite. Yeah. But I, I think that both of those are important because we all have a little bit of the of them and a lot of the rebellion side to it. But as long as you're aware of why you're coming from that way the way you are, I think that's fine. Yeah, I don't think there's a problem with that as long as I mean, obviously, if you're in a cycle of abuse, that's a problem. But like if your opinions are shaped because of somebody or
1: a, in spite of somebody, as long as you're aware of it, I don't think that invalidates the opinion. I, I think it's interesting that we all either, uh, have antagonistic relationships with our dads, or the dads are not there all the time. <laughs> maybe, maybe <laughs> if we had strong male role models that we agreed with, we would be macho men right now. No, th- no, guys, <laughs> that's only a problem with minorities, not us.
2: Us white men have great dads. Oh, Thanks, yeah. dad, for not talking to me in like a decade, whatever.
1: Yeah, fuck your dad. <laughs> so that's the
3: that's point thing about uh, uh, patriarchy. Uh, like, uh, one of the things I like, I used to convince my uh, Nazi sympathetic uh, family members is, is like about patriarchy. I managed to convince them that feminism is a good thing is because patriarchy doesn't just affect uh, women, like, th- like they're not yeah. trying to just dominate you. It's also men don't grow up about the fathers because uh, the fathers aren't uh, like they're, they're not given the, the idea that uh, any feminism, any compassion is, yeah, just... they're not like emotionally available. Yeah,
2: the, the, the patriarchy stuff punishes men too because we are inclined to act more like our fathers because that's, like, the cool yeah. thing to do. Again, like, it goes back to, like, Wanted, where it's, like, it's cool to be violent like my dad is kind of a thing. Yeah. But
3: also, also our our fathers are our male role models. Like yeah. yeah. That's, that's what we look yeah. for as our
1: uh, the idea of what a man should be. That's yeah. why I think it's just... It's really interesting. I Like, I, I'm sure psychologists would love to decide, dissect this idea, like, why we gravitate towards each other all have similar... not Maybe not exactly similar, but, like, the idea of, like, not... There are people out there who, like, have... Their dad's like a, a right wing guy, and they like they go with it. And they're like, I want my dad to look up to me, and mm-hmm. they, you know, become like their dads. Whereas like the yeah. rebel, like the rebellion thing is different. But everyone is trying to either prove their dad wrong, or impress their dad, or kill their dad. We all have Oedip- Oedipus, you know, yeah. <laughs> complexes. I don't know. So there's something here. I just I don't know it. So. Well,
0: I think I think that there to be liberal, I think you do need to have a a, a view of the older generations that like know you failed we can do better yeah exactly you know even if they've made progress like if we had if we felt that there was enough progress done in the past we wouldn't be liberal we would be republicans because that's the supporting the status quo yeah the tradition worked
3: and we don't need to change it
0: and i think when you look at older people like i think in a lot of our cases it's our our dads or male family members or anybody when you look at them and you're like when did you stop fighting for things to get better yeah. And I think that's something for me that, like, really informs me is, like, I like to think that I'll never stop fighting for things to get better and never think they're good enough. But, you know, we'll see when I'm 30, when I'm 40, when I'm 50, yeah. so yep. on and so yep. forth. But idealistically,
3: it's possible, you know, because, uh, like, Noam Chomsky still is pretty super liberal. Like, people have stayed liberal for a long time. Mm. And uh, on average, uh, you mentioned your father became more liberal after retired uh actually older people the same type as old people are uh, more conservative you know older people are more conservative because they grow up more conservative but uh generally people become more liberal as they grow older and they rely more on social programs like social security and medicare that's true that's true So, they, so like uh there's a good chance uh we're just breeding better people over time and we might become like less shitty than our parents were at, our, at their age who knows yeah. I hope so. And then our
1: kids are like, fuck you for not supporting Android rights. Yeah, that's
2: rights. what I was going to so say. We are going really, to become the, the fathers. and Yeah. You know
1: what? I support Android rights. Just I'm getting this out there. ahead <laughs> ahead of the curve. Uh, all sentient beings deserve rights, even if they're computers and robots. Yep. Or, <laughs> or aqueduct systems. No, no, no. <laughs> that's why I draw the line. Aqueducts can fuck off. Really? Yeah. But what
2: if it has... Never mind. Let's not get into it. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's an, an actual debate. argument. If you can make an aqueduct...
3: It's, it's like, since all... <laughs> Uh, okay, we're not gonna do the we're not gonna do the fucking robotic. Okay, what <laughs> is this? All right, uh, we are supposed to talk about like uh, our political journeys. We end up talking about our psychological, <laughs> complex. Yeah, there's, some, there's something
1: there. I just I, I like I I'm not equipped to handle it.
3: But yeah. uh, anyway, anyway
0: um, we all have daddy issues, apparently. Yeah, so if whatever, you have daddy issues,
1: let us I, know too.
2: <laughs> Actually, that's true because our next episode is going to be a listener version of this podcast. Or our yeah. listeners will uh, do segments based on how they feel.
0: Yeah. So Daryl had, I think it was either Daryl or Sly was talking about the best way to handle this. And we definitely want to hear from listeners like we did for like the election day episode and things like that. But we I want to give listeners the option because not everybody wants to talk openly about specific people or even like go on the record about it. So we, if you want to sit with one of us and we could talk to you about it for a little while it doesn't have to be an hour, it could be five minutes, it could be ten minutes, it could be whatever you want you know, within reason <laughs> if they want to sit with one of us and we could talk to them over Skype about it, if you just want to send in a recording, that's super cool too or if you want to write something one of us could read mm-hmm. it yeah. so that you could be completely anonymous if you know, maybe you always talk about our podcast and how great it is and your dad who, uh, you know super loves you enough will listen to the things you like and maybe you don't want him to know so and
1: you won't be writing in though because then you don't have daddy issues so you don't need. To that's talk about true it. that's true
0: they don't have to just be about daddy issues it could be anything about your yeah it could be mommy issues how... too yeah <laughs> As long as it's some sort of issues that
3: stem from spiteful politics. Yeah. <laughs> Only don't, yeah. no, no no actual warm feelings about your family.
2: Oh, yeah, <laughs> if you have warm feelings about your family, actually, please do write in just to make sure that we're please. all not just like rebelling against our uh, authoritarian <laughs> patriarchal figures.
0: <laughs> yeah. You can send that to us either at our email, politics at gmail.com. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Or in our Facebook group, upset talk device for issues or on our discord, which there's a link in our Facebook group and in the show notes where a lot of people are talking about things that are cool, mostly comics, because people are afraid to talk about politics for us to yell at them that they're just like, our dad. I also think whoa, it's,
2: whoa. it's <laughs> the end of the year and we're all cooling down. We're like, ah, just yeah. let it be over. Ironically,
3: yeah. our uh, our Facebook group is the, has been dominated by political discussion most of the time. And now that we have a Discord, now that's all about <laughs> other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and
0: uh, yeah, so there's all that. And also, you should check out all the other shows at the Comrade Radio Network. It's all at com, And this time, I want to plug the Facebook group, the Comrade Radio Facebook group. I think it's Comrade Radio and Indie Podcast Network, because we just did Secret Santas a few days ago, and Phil and I were involved, and we had a post in there about all the great gifts we got, and, you know, everyone's favorite gifts, and, you know, how everyone's holidays were. So you should check that out on Facebook. So thank you all for listening to Oops, I Talk Politics. I've been not arguing politics, but human fucking decency.
3: I've been an antisocial nerd.
1: I've been, fuck you, Dad!
2: <laughs> and I've been a single-issue voter.
3: Oops, I ended the podcast.
1: .com, independent podcasting network.